Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and how do you do that we're six seconds for eight point beat everything you got everything you got turn that shit up let's go Welcome to Scoop World Order. It is Penn State edition. We are going to recap the Iowa game with the great Bill Green. We are going to talk a little bit about uh, what surprised us, what didn't surprise us. It was a, uh, a long, strange Saturday against the Iowa Hawkeyes. The scoreboard looked pretty. The game did not. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to get into that. But first of all, as always, thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. Keep clicking on that like button. Uh, subscribe. Send this around. We are growing. It's been a blast. Uh, comment. Do you agree with me and Bill? Uh, we were laughing in pre-show. Um, who do you think needs to step up this week out at Happy Valley? Very difficult place to play. Uh, what unit needs to play better than they did against Iowa? Without further ado, I'm going to bring in the great Bill the Bank Green. Bank, how are you today? Good, man. Doing real good. Good. Well, I know... Um, you know, you stay tuned in. You watch as much football as anybody. Uh, you watch, you know, you love watching Southern football, watching some of the higher level stuff. Uh, where are we at right now with the Ohio State Buckeyes this year? It's hard because, you know, you don't want to be, you know, they won 54 to 10. You don't want to sound like a hater. But, you know, I always, I think a lot of people look through the, the, the scope of would that effort have beaten Georgia or Bama or Tennessee or Clemson? What say you, where are the Buckeyes at at this point coming off of that Iowa game? Yeah, I wrote, I wrote the other day that I thought, I still think Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country. I don't think they're the best team in the country, but I don't think there is a the best team in the country. And it doesn't do you any good to be the best team in the country in late October. We've talked before, how many October <laughs> national championships has Ohio State won. They've won more than anyone. But they have three of the last 50 years in real national championships. So it doesn't do you any good to be the best team right now. you got to be the best team at the end of the year playing your best football going into the playoffs. That's who you have to be. Can Ohio State be that team? Oh, heck yes. Oh, heck yes. There's, there's a lot going good for them here. But to say they're head and shoulders above everybody else, I don't think so. But I don't think anybody's head and shoulders above anyone right now. So would that effort last week win you two playoff games? No, you're going to get beat. You know, 54 to 10 is beautiful. But when you look under the hood a little bit, there was a lot not so good. And I think Ryan Day would admit that if, today. I think he would admit that, yes, there was a lot of not so good there. 
Yeah, and, and I am a guy that probably has won multiple national championships in October. I did not. The only ring I got from that was my wedding ring. Uh, they did not put a banner up in the stadium for being number one in the polls at the end of October, as I was in 06 and 07, because we lost our last game and we got no consolation prize. So I agree with you totally, Bank. Uh, let's look under the hood a little bit. Uh, I, I love. I personally love games like this that are 54 to 10. But there are so many things that were screwed up and need fixed. Uh, it gives these coaches just an unbelievable amount of ammunition in film. I've sat in those film sessions. When we beat Miami of Ohio, I think it was like 55 to 10 in Urban Meyer's first game, 2012. I walked into the film session. I knew that he wouldn't be happy just because he literally is never happy. But, oh, my God, I had no idea that we were going to – we might as well have gone out and gotten shot in the middle of the Woody Hayes practice field because that's about how it felt for three hours of Urban just destroying the coaching staff, uh, especially the offensive staff. So I think Ryan is probably in that kind of a mood because he knows that that kind of effort is not going to help you beat the, the mega squads we're going to see in the playoffs. But give me a little bit of your thoughts about this Iowa game. It was funky. Uh, but what did you think immediately after watching that? And then I know you like to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I everything I say, whether it's recruiting or games, everything I do is in regards to Ohio State winning the national title that That's all I think people are interested. You know what I mean? I'm not going to write about how this is how you win the big you – know, you got to win it all. So what I did not like in that game, for the second game in a row, C.J. Stroud gave the other team a score. He threw the pick six against Michigan State, dropped the ball on the ground against Iowa, let him pick it up and run it in. I mean, you cannot do that, number one. You, you just can't do it. Um, Ohio State was three for 13 on third down. That's not good. They averaged 2.2 yards per rush, Ohio State. <laughs> there were two turnovers in the game by CJ. So yeah. that's all. You know what I mean? You can't have any of that stuff. You know what I mean? So – that's what I didn't like, okay? And then, love the defense. I mean, they, they played so good, but you have to understand, and you can, I'm not knocking a defense, because they got to play who's, you play who's against you, and you stop who's against you. But Iowa is 131 in total offense, and there are 131 Division One teams. They have scored seven touchdowns in seven games, okay? <sighs> Their pass offense is their strength because they're 122 out of 131, okay? In seven games, Iowa's rushed for 570 yards. I think Mayan Williams is very close to that. In yards per play, they're only ahead of UMass. So you have to really understand how, just how horrible this offense is. And I told you out the air, and I believe it, if every time Iowa got the ball, if they would have ran the ball, Never attempted a pass the whole game. Even if you got a punt after three plays, punt it all the way down the other end. Let your defense play with a shorter field. And then when you get the ball back, run it three straight times again. Maybe you sneak out a first down. They had a couple draw plays that went for yardage against Ohio State. Run it and punt it all the way down the other end of the field. If they would have done that the whole game, never attempted a pass, the score would have been a lot closer than 54 to 10. I mean, that's, and that's sad when you say that about a program like Iowa. I look at Iowa as a very proud, you know what I mean? Very mm -hmm. tradition-oriented. This is a joke, what they have on offense, and it's been that way for a while. 
And, you know, it's sad to say that if they just run the ball three times up the middle and punt, they're further ahead than what they did. And that's sad to me. Yeah, I've I've never seen you know Wisconsin and Iowa. Those are two of the worst units I've seen out of those programs. I've I've played against those programs. I know what those programs are. I've gotten my I've gotten smashed by Wisconsin personally in 04 and Iowa personally in 04. Like I've seen what like what they look like when they're good. I know what they look like, and you know I the offensive lines were down. Those are two really good offensive yeah. line programs. Yeah. Offensive lines were way down, I and mean, the right tackle. The right and left tackle, I mean, cause I, I was talking to an NFL scout, I was like, that right tackle's the worst I've ever seen, and he said, well, the left one was much better, and I was like, yeah, it was like bag practice. Like, for Zach Harrison, it was like, it was like home run derby. You know, it was like, you just groove it right down the middle, and let me, you know, he looked like, I mean, you think Zach Harrison looked like Javon Curse, but I, um, yeah, it was, it, it's interesting because, and I'm going to ask you this, man, because, you know, we, we bag on the Big Ten a decent amount. But have you ever seen worse quarterback play out of a, out of this conference ever? No. no. I mean, when you look at the teams here, I mean, if you look at the teams Ohio State has played so far, the Toledo quarterback and the Arkansas State quarterback are the best quarterback play we've seen against yeah. Ohio. You know, now this week, you know, Sean Clifford can run kind of hot like he did last week, or he can mm-hmm. be off like he was against Michigan. So you don't know what you're going to get this week, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big Ten quarterbacking is just, it's terrible, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is, you know, you, but for Ohio State, you've got to line up, play who you get, knock mm-hmm. them down, get up, beat next week's team, but you got to be peaking at the end. That's when you want to really be playing your best ball, and last yep. week was definitely not Ohio State's best ball. There's a lot to improve on on that effort. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, you know, you go back to the time machine 20 years, you look at the 0-2 season where we're barely beating Cincinnati and barely beating Illinois and we're squeaking by this, and now we're to the point now where 54-10 to 10 isn't good enough. But, like, deep down, yeah, deep down you know. Like, when you've got to go see Georgia and Bama and teams that have equal talent, that's the biggest thing right now is nobody has even is in the same galaxy talent-wise in the Big Ten to Ohio State. So if we just line up and play – we're going to win, you know, but like when you see the big dogs at the end, that's when you got to be tightened up and you really got to be ready to rock. Cause those guys, they guys, they have guys who've actually offered scholarships to Like I always got one guy, a safety that didn't even play that we've offered a scholarship to the rest of those guys didn't get offered by Ohio state. So, um, as we move into Penn state, this is going to be a different animal. Thank God it is a noon game. That is something that, like, the big noon kickoff hooked Ohio State up something fierce because that... You're, that lion, you're still going to hear that lion roar. I guarantee you, uh, it's noon, eight in the morning or midnight, they're going to roar that lion. Yeah, so get ready for yeah. that. Oh, I, I agree. It'll still be a good atmosphere because Penn State loves to play Ohio State. Uh, and, and they can play Ohio State. I mean, we've... You know, if you look at the last five meetings, the highest point differential, Ohio State's won all five. The highest is only 13 points. And in the last five, you've had two one-point victories by Ohio State. So the thing with James Franklin is I don't think he's one of the best coaches in the country. I think he's good, but I think he's really good in getting a team ready to play Ohio State. Some of these Big Ten teams, man, they're defeated before they take the field. They look at Ohio State run out there, and they're like, we have no freaking chance. But Penn State, 
every single time they've played Ohio State under James Franklin, they think they're going to win. They really believe they're going to, and that's half the battle in sports. They will come into this game thinking that they're going to win. He will have them prepared, you know, and then, you know, Ohio State has to play well. And the more talented team of Ohio State, if they play well, they're going to win. But James Franklin will have that team ready to play. I'll be stunned if this game ends up like 38 to 9 or something, a total wipeout. I just, because we haven't seen that. You yeah. know, like I said, we, we've seen really competitive games. And especially when they're at Penn State, man, they, they battle. So they're, they're going to try to turn this into a rock fight, you know, just a pure street fight brawl. And if you average 2.2 yards per rush this week, then you got to become one-dimensional and throw the ball every down, and it could be problematic. Yeah, and, and this is a team that, you know, Auburn isn't having the year that Phil Steele predicted, but they're still a very, very good team. If you go down to Auburn and win as a Northern yeah. Lamb, that, that is noteworthy because all their, Auburn has players that Alabama has offered scholarships to. You know, most, most schools aren't like that. You know, you don't get that out of Minnesota and – Antarctica and some of these schools that we play against, but it's like they went down to Auburn and whooped them down in the South. So that, that got my attention. Yeah. And the weird thing in the history of this rivalry, it's really weird because I go back to, you go back to Oh two, they beat us in Oh one Trestle's first year when he went seven and five. Oh two. We only beat them 13, seven. Yeah. And that was the only one. Yeah. Pick six. Absolutely. I was, yeah. I was at that game getting recruited. I was with your boy, Louis Irizarry, your boy, Shion Cotton. So, six of my boys. But the next year, we go out there, and we're eight in the country. They're unranked. We beat them 21-20. I didn't travel. I was redshirted. And Ben Hartsock dropped a ball. He made, like, a diving grab, and the ball bounced off the grass, and they called it a catch. This is, a, look, I think it's been the last year they didn't have replay. And I was like, oh, my God, did we get away with an absolute. And then we, we kicked the you – know, we, we threw it, I think, to Jenkins to, to win it. But, I mean, you know, we're, we're losing. And Penn State probably had four or five losses when we played them in late October. And the thing about playing out there is, other than my, my senior year, we beat them 37-17. That is by far the biggest margin of victory out there. Because it is hard to – that is – like, I don't buy into home in a way – but, man, out there is a different beast, I'm telling you. A game I remember is, you know, and I'm old, so Eddie George's junior year. Oh, boy. Say, they were pretty good. They were a nice team. You know, John Cooper, you know, they had a lot of talent on that team. A ton of NFL guys on that team. They went to Penn State, and Penn State had a great team, Kerry Collins and those guys. They beat Ohio State. It had to be like 63-14 or something. It was just a, yeah. a total demolition. I remember that game, and it was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it wasn't even – it was not a game. So, not a fun place to play, as you say. But if Ohio State plays like they can play, and the good thing is the coaches are going to have their attention this week. There's a yeah. lot to care into. If Ohio State plays their game, Penn State plays their game, Ohio State's going to win this thing by 10 to 14 points. Yep. Now, so they just got to be be who they are, get better this week than what you did coming off the bye. You know, I didn't think they were – they weren't real sharp, you know, in the first no. half coming off the bye. They they settled for a ton of field goals in the red zone. They just weren't – CJ wasn't sharp in the first half at all. No. So if you, if you, you know, get your tails kicked all week in the film session and on the practice field, come out sharp this week, there's really uh, – Penn State should not be beating Ohio State. 
I, I told you. Did you ever hear the story about the Black Sox uh, at Penn State in 94? No. So a, a bunch of the guys on the team, uh, you know, Fickle was there, and I, I'm pretty tight with Luke, and he literally talked about how a bunch of the like the seniors in 94 said, hey, we want to wear black socks this game. And they'd never worn black socks under Cooper. They always wore white socks. We want to wear black socks out at Penn State, you know, because they wear the black shoes. So we're going to wear black socks. Dude, they wore them and lost 63 to 14, and they never wore them again. Luke told me that story, and I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I mean, you know, the socks don't mean anything, but it's just like one of those things where, yeah, we're going to go show them where our black socks And they played, that's probably the best Penn State team of all time in 94. That team was they were really good. Really? Kyle Brady, Kajada Carter, you know, Kerry Collins, you played 15 yeah. years in the league. And, but uh, Fickle. Lethal. Oh, God. Yeah, and Fickle, like, he told me that story one time. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, you guys, you did that. And he's like, we never wore Black Sox again after that one, after you lose by 60 points at home. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because we've, we have waxed Penn State in the horseshoe a few times, like in, uh, you know, in, in 13, that was our Bryans last year, 63 to 14, waxed them. We've got them good there, but out there, man, it's like 20, you know, when they beat us in 60, it was 24, 21. And then in, in the 18, it was 27, 26. 20, it was 38, 29. So it's like, it's tight. Even when, even when we're ranked like number three and they're 20 or, I don't know. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They bite you, man. They bite you for every inch. And James Franklin will lose games, and it's like... They're just not, they look like they're not even ready to play. They look like they're not into it. But when they play Ohio State, they are into it. And they'll coach you every inch. You know, I don't know. You know, James Franklin could get his guys ready to play every week the way he does against Ohio State. You know, they played Michigan a couple weeks ago, and they got annihilated, and that game should have been worse. You know, they had a couple scores in the first half, a couple gifts in the first half to keep it close. And then the second half, they just got run. So, I don't think it'll happen this week. I think he'll have them ready to play. They'll fight you tooth and nail. And I, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be, you know, Ohio State like, like a 38-20 or something maybe, 38-21. I think Ohio State will win. If they just don't turn the ball over, you know, get it done on third down, run the ball, things that Ohio State has to do if you're going to win a national title. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to take care of the ball. And, I mean, Iowa, the most interesting thing about that game is Iowa had the balls to run cover zero against Emeka and Marvin Harris. So there's man up, no free safety. They're bringing the house to stop the run. And 
I think that Phil Parker, who is a fantastic defensive coordinator, identified that CJ isn't allowed to change plays. They do the look back stuff sometimes, but he can't go up there and just check out of a play that's a loser play. And that was something that was, you know, and again, Ryan Day's forgotten more about offense than I'll ever know. But I, I've also, I played in the old covered wagon days of Jim Trestle where it didn't matter what the look was. There could be 35 guys in the box and we're still running power. It doesn't matter. It was like, you better pray that Beanie Wells can run over five guys to get us a yard. But, you know, we, we had these loser looks and I'm out there and I'm like, you know, I, I mean, it, literally the, the, the NFL guy I talked to is like, you're telling me that you're not going to take a shot every single time with Marvin Harrison versus the little white corner they had on him. And I was like, I was like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was there to Marvin. He had 35 targets when I was going that game. Cause that guy can't check Marvin, but when you get stuck in a running play and they and you get receivers that's out there being decoys, like kind of stuck. But I mean, if you know, and again, I I know Ryan's got a system and whatever. But man, if I saw him singled up against anybody, <laughs> I'm changing the play and saying, Marvin, go. You have the whole field to win. Um, but I didn't, it, it, think, I didn't think Ryan Day had his best game as a play caller, and I think he's a tremendous play caller. Yeah. I got it in the first half. Ohio State had six possessions, run up the middle for one yard, run up the middle for four yards, run up the middle for zero, an incomplete pass, just a short dump off for four yards, and then run up the middle for three. He just never got, you know, and when you're getting beat on first down consistently, that that changes things, man. That changes things. And Iowa was winning defensively. They were winning every first down in the first half. And that would yeah. get Ohio State off their off their schedule. Yeah. And, and I and like if it's me, if it's third and two, and they want to put nine guys in the box, and you got Marvin or Mecca singled up, I'm throwing it. And I don't care. You can call me soft. You can call me millennial. You can call me everything under the sun. But if I have Marvin Harrison Jr. against anybody outside of maybe Darrell Revis in 2008, I'm throwing it to him, especially in college, because that guy, if you get it within five feet of him, he's catching it. And you're going to get your yardage. And if you throw it to a Mecca, a Mecca might take it to the house. So, I mean, you know, that was, that was, that was stunning because Iowa has run the same defense for 30 years because I, I broke them down as a player. And even more so when I was a grad assistant, I literally typed in this. They have the exact same front on every play and they're on the same coverage on every play. You could literally copy and paste the entire game when you break it. It's the only team in the country that does that. And then they get out there against us. And they, they throw that all out the window, what they've done for 30 years, and they run cover zero, which that takes incredible balls. <laughs> Against Emeka and Marvin, that's like suicide. But they did it, and it worked until it didn't. You know, I mean, eventually those guys realize, hey, our receivers out there wound up with a bunch of guys that aren't going to play in the NFL, and they're going to be top 10 picks. Maybe we should throw it to them. But, yeah, you know, it's... Know. it's See, Ryan, Ryan in the second half, I think he found his mojo offensively. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CJ made some throws in the second half that were some of the greatest throws you're ever going to see. Windows that aren't. I mean, oh my gosh, he's so amazing. You know, I you know CJ's when he's good, man. It is so beautiful to watch. It's poetry, man, with the throws he makes. Um, when you look at Marvin Harrison, and I don't think he's anywhere near what he's going to be. I think yeah. he's still wrong. I think he's oh, he's wrong, but. I wrote the other day that I think in the end, at the end of the day, he's going to be the best receiver. 
uh, of anybody on the, of JSN and, and Emeka and including Garrett Wilson and Olave, who are both having great rookie seasons in the NFL, I think Marvin Harrison is going to be the best one of the group. I think he's a faster, more athletic Michael Thomas. Yeah. Michael Thomas is pretty good in his prime. Michael Thomas is pretty good. Oh, right. so the, I think Marvin's a little faster, a little quicker, a little more athletic. And those jaws of life that he's got for hands, you know, his catch radius is, you know, he's he's open when he's coming. Just throw it to him. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to be the best. I don't know what you think. I think he's going to be the best one of that elite group. And they're elite. Yeah, and I, I, I think that he reminds me of Devontae Adams, who I, I watch him every week just because he's – the way he gets open, his radius, uh, how you can throw it to him when he's covered and he, he gets uncovered. Uh, he's a, just an absolute obsessive, compulsive guy when it comes to route running and being a technician. And he's the only guy on the team that won't even entertain an NIL deal because he's that much into football. He won't even drive a free car. But, hey, do you want a free car, Marvin? Nope, I'm all football. No free cars for me. And it's like, you know, when I was 18, if someone offered me a free car, I'd be like, man, what What do you need me to do? You need me to go you know, clean off your driveway all winter? Or you need me to mow the lawn? Like, I'll do anything for a free car. Arm's like, yeah. nope. Now, granted, his dad's an NFL Hall of Famer. It's a little bit different financial yeah. story. But, you know, but he's just, he's all ball. And, again, like, when you get these kids that are obsessed with it, like he is, I mean, you're right. Like, there's just no, there's no ceiling on a kid like that. And that's why – Again, like I'm gonna enjoy that kid for the next two years because we, I we keep turning him out like this. But you know, the only thing that could ever hold him back in the NFL is if he goes to a situation where he doesn't have a quarterback. Like I mean, Garrett Wilson is just yeah. a super talented kid, and he has Zach Wilson who throws for 80 yards a game as his quarterback. Now Zach Wilson might get better, but when he had Joe Flacco throwing him the ball, Garrett Wilson had like 180 yards against the Browns when he had a, a real quarterback. So that's what you know. These guys a lot. Yeah, a lot of these guys. You know, when yeah, he's, game is throwing, he's making plays. Well, he made plays the other day with who was the quarterback? With Dal- Dalton, the Red Rocket. Dalton, that's right, throwing two interceptions for touchdowns. But, <laughs> but I still maintain, if I had to buy stock in one of those guys, and I'd like to have stock in any of them, JSN, yeah. 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 who's amazing, but I would take yeah. Marvin Harrison. I think at the end of all their careers, Marvin Harrison's going to have the best pro career. Yeah, and as long as he doesn't get drafted by one of those slug teams, he doesn't get to it. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, that's what I always tell people. I was like, man, the infrastructure, you know, because I, I was talking about Justin Fields today. It's like, you know, Justin, like, great quarterback, but he has he has been hit and sacked more than any quarterback in the NFL, and he's dropped back the fewest times. He's thrown yeah. the fewest passes, and he's been hit the most. So it's like. How do you survive? You know, it's like, I just hope that he can get traded or cut and go to a team that can protect him. And, and he has the worst receivers. And worst receivers is the worst line. So, because I thought the world of Justin, if Justin Fields would have gone to the 49ers, he'd be a Pro Bowler right now. If he had Trent Williams and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Kittle and, you if know. He slips, if he slips a little bit more, I mean, how would we look at these two guys, Mac Jones and Justin Fields, had they been drafting for each other's team. Mac on the Bears, Justin on the Patriots. Look what the Patriots are doing with Bailey Zappi. Oh, my God. You know what I, mean? I know. Mac Jones, what would they have done with Justin Fields? How would we huh. look at Mac Jones and Justin Fields if they were reversed? I think we'd look at them a lot differently. Uh, absolutely. It's like, look at 
to uh, you know these guys that have like Tyreek Hill, they have real weapons. Joe Burrow's got Jamar Chase. Like I mean, you know, they, and they and they invested heavily in the line, and they looked really good on Sunday. They started off really bad, at, you know, at the beginning of the season, but they're coming now. And it's like you know when you have the weapons, they invest in the line, you know, it just it makes your life great. But if you go to a place like Chicago where they have a bunch of practice squatters and a bad center and you know and, I mean, and the receivers. You can still tailor your your stuff to what your quarterback does best. And I think that's your job. Not to oh, make yeah. him do what you want him to do. You if Justin Fields was with the Ravens right now. Oh, it's perfect. He he would be putting up numbers. <laughs> to me, Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. As crazy as that sounds. Huh. Justin on the Ravens, Lamar Jackson on the Bears. I think you'd look at him totally differently than we look at him today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, the, the Ravens always play defense generally. And, you know, they, 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 they've got a, a first-round left tackle in Ronnie Staley, which is important. Uh, they've got a good cast. You know, they've had about 800 different running backs in the last three years. But, you know, they, 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 they run some read option. You know, they take advantage of his legs. They don't let him just stand in the pocket and get killed. You know, and that's and that's what Justin's problem is like. Even with Matt Nagy last year, is they would be an empty, so five wide receivers with no guys that can block, and you would get the quarterback just tattooed. You know, even if he gets the ball off, he's getting hit. Three, and, three or four options, scan the field, and read three options, four options, and they're gonna happen. He needs to be in a Lamar Jackson offense, and he would be amazing. I yeah, really believe. I, yeah, I mean, you, you've talked at length, and obviously it's not the same category as JT, but, like, JT Barrett, as his career went along, became worse and worse of a passer because he hit, he took, what, 700 hits? Yeah, I mean, you get hit that many times, man. It is, like, it's hard to throw a football, and, you know, it doesn't matter if you're running forward or if you're in the pocket get hit by a defensive end. It's still, those things add up, and you see these guys that get punch drunk, and that's why these teams are... That have that are bad. They end up drafting a new quarterback every three years because the last one got killed. So yeah, no, I, well, I, uh, believe, I believe in Justin. I think Justin, he's got to get out of there somehow, or something oh, yeah. has to change there. But I think Justin is in the top. You know how many teams are there in the NFL? There 36, 30, 32, 32. I think he's in the top fifteen, but he's in yeah. a situation. With Tom Brady on the Bears right now. Put Tom Brady next week, let him the Bears, and he would. He looks bad now because his offensive line stinks. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, two weapons, lines a little weaker. Aaron Rodgers looks terrible right now. It's not his yeah. fault. He didn't forget how to play football. Oh, so yeah, he's got the situation you're in, man. I mean, the situation you're in determines so much. Yeah, yeah. let Justin go to the Bengals. Let him throw to T. Higgins and Boyd. Oh, God. He handed it to Joe Joe Mixon. Mixon, Hayden Hurst is like the option or whatever, and that guy's good. Yeah, I mean, I I still believe in Justin, though, and um, I just hope for something different for him. Yeah, and and I don't want to do any sort of witchcraft on our boy, but a place that would be great for Justin, Seattle. Because they run the ball, they got DK Metcalf, they got Lockett. I mean, look at Gino. Gino's killing it right now. Our boy Gino, shout out South Florida Express. Gino's, Gino's playing great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places Justin would would do just as good as the guy you think that's really good. He's just mm-hmm. as good as that guy. He's just he has no chance on the team he's on. 
Put Matt Stafford on the Bears right now. Good luck. Wish you all the best. Oh. You know, he gets out of a bad situation, he wins the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, oh, exactly. That's the end of that rant. But I no, still believe in Justin Fields, the guy I believe in, and I'm going to go down with that shit. <laughs> I, no, I, I do too, man. I just hope that he can go, before he gets hit too many times, I hope he can go somewhere that would... Yeah, because again, it's, it's all about infrastructure. You know, if he's on Tennessee and he can hand it to Derrick Henry and good O line and he's got a couple of good receivers, like life is amazing. But you know, it's... Ryan Tannehill. Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Oh, it's easily. Not even close. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've ran it long enough on Justin. <laughs> I know. I'm well, gonna... I'm gonna. He sends this to him, so he knows how much we like him. Oh, I, I know, man. I'm like, looking for for you. I, mean, I got drafted by the Bears. It's like I've seen. I seen what they do to quarterbacks there with the media, man. I was there with Orton and Cutler, and it was uh, it was ugly. Um, so, final thought. Uh, I know you haven't really done a ton of your Penn State breakdown stuff, but uh, just initially feeling pretty decent. I mean, obviously, you feel like we're going to win. Uh, close game, physical. Um, is there a better matchup than Marvin versus Joey Porter Jr. for the, for the day? Yeah. It's a good one. It's a real good one. Yeah, I think Penn State will – I think they're going to play a lot of man. I think they're going to try to stop the run, force C.J. to beat him over the top. They're really, they really usually have a really good blitz package. I really like Manny Diaz. I think he's a little bit more aggressive than what they've had in the past. So that can be, you know, Easter famine defensively when you're doing that. But that will be some good stuff this week. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Joey Porter is really good, man. Oh, I, I played with his old man in Miami when he led the NFL in socks. I had to block her. I, I block. I had to try to block Jerry Senior. He was nuts. Yeah, but you know, the thing about this, and I'm gonna wrap it with this, but you know, we lost we last lost these guys in sixteen. And in sixteen there were a lot of wins thrown about James Franklin getting fired and is he the guy? And so he's like he's like due for one of those where it's like, oh, he should be fired. like this is like one of those ten year extension games where he'll you know, if, if by some miracle they beat us, it's a 10-year contract extension and $150 billion. And he's still the same guy, but that's what that's what these kind of games are. But it's not going to happen. Let me, but, let me leave you with one stat. I was looking, you know, I'm a stat right. nut. This is a good one. You're going to like it. <laughs> this year, after seven games, C.J. Stroud has thrown for 2,023 yards. Okay? Yeah. 2,023, C.J. Stroud. After seven games, Stetson Bennett has thrown for 2,033 yards. Can you believe that? I would. Yeah. I would. I would have believed that in a in a billion years. I think Georgia, as a team, averages more passing yards than Ohio State does. Really? I was looking at stats today. Yeah, crazy stat, right? I don't know if it's. If it's that Stetson looks like an, an accountant or what it is, but like he just, you know, he, he gets no Heisman love because he's like a little little tiny walk on transferred it. But I have a ticket on him at nineteen to one to win the Heisman, kind of a, <laughs> just kind of a career lifetime achievement award. If they go undefeated and oh. Ohio State Ohio State gets beat, you know, and then Hendon Hooker gets beat and. They're the last team standing, Georgia, when they vote for the Heisman. I'm telling you, Stetson Bennett's going to get consideration. Could oh, absolutely. Because he's going to have stats to go with it. Oh, yeah. So, 
Look out for the, look out for the little Stetson. Uh, hey, I'm telling you, you'll be tuned into that Tennessee Georgia game real tight because if they beat, they get past Georgia, man, then they get to that SEC championship. If they beat Bama, then you're going to be standing at the window with that ticket. <laughs> oh, thank you, Stetson. All right, brother, I appreciate you back as always. Want to wrap this thing up? That is Bill the Bank Green. That is why he's the best. Let me get uh, let me get our little exit screen going. That's the bank. That's why he's the best. Uh, the guy's got the, the stats. He knows the stuff. Um, he's on BuckeyeScoop.com. He crushes it uh, every day, brings it. Big recruiting stuff coming this week as well. Uh, this is a huge game for the Buckeyes. This is the first big test we're going to have. Um, really excited about it. I think you guys should be excited. A big noon kickoff. We're going to do a live watch party on BuckeyeScoop.com, so make sure you tune into that. Game total will be cranked up. Uh, it is going to be big time. So I'm just super excited about it. If you guys have not liked this video, please leave us a like. We appreciate it. Those really add up. They really help the video uh, catapult in the stratosphere of views. So thank you guys as always. Thank you so much, Buckeye Nation. And thank you, Scoop Family. You guys have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Bucks. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.